This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, that was a scary Nick game for more reasons than one. Gordon and I will talk about it right now. And you can join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7FM, along with Harvey and Joe. They're back together again until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry, how you feeling, my friend? Well, Gordon, this is I'm I'm in a one-on-one battle with a cold. Oh my goodness! That is trying to we're going we've been going at it all day, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Me and this cold have been going at it all day. So now is this Joe Leo's fault? No, this is not Joe Leo's fault. Do we know that for sure? Definitely, I promise you, it is not Joe Leo's fault. Joe Leo cannot. No, this is not Joe Leo's fault. I knew this was coming. Not Joe Leo's Well, fault. you had a cold. Larry has a cold now. You know, these things, they, they transfer. They, they move. Now, we are close as a team, mm-hmm. but not that close. All right. Good, good to <laughs> so, know. Yep. So, he knows not, not because of him. Not because of him. And so, you know, I'm, and you know how it is, Gordon. Like, you know it's coming. You're taking mm-hmm. this stuff. You're doing right. this. You're kind of uh-huh. sluggish. Sure. You, you feel like, Bleh. And then I'm watching this Nick game. Because I figured, you know, the Nick game will kind of, you know, I can lay down, relax a little bit, you know, look at the Nick game, get ready for the show. And I'm watching the Nick game, and I'm like, oh, look. I said, look, they got to come out early. Let's set the tone, do everything. Okay, good. They play great, Gordon. Gordon, three mm-hmm. quarters, they play. They're great. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the, you know, the Clyde and, and Mike Breen salute and everything. Sensational. It was outstanding. It was outstanding what they did. You know, Bill Bradley, listen, I'm, you know, reminiscing myself, Gordon, going back to the days in the garden. I'm having a... A really enjoyable time. And then when they get to the fourth quarter, I'm watching this lead get smaller mm-hmm. and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And I'm not concerned, okay, because I know no matter who it is in the NBA, everybody makes a run. Everybody makes a run. Everybody has a run. So I'm not I'm not concerned. I know the Knicks will find a way to get this done. Then I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, gee, I wish they would put some more points on the board because i really like for them to rest, and then it happens. Jalen Brunson holds his ankle. I'm like, oh, I'll, uh, I'll give you the edited version. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to be okay? And so that's a long answer to your question. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not one uh, that believes in jinxes or curses or hexes or anything like that, but there is a part of me that feels like things have just been going too well for the Knicks. Yeah. That we're, we're all giddy with just the, the, the now and the possibilities of the future. Mm-hmm. And whenever you start to start looking too far ahead, Larry, you know what yeah, happens. I know. You know, man makes plans and God laughs because yeah. the, if you want a, a worst case scenario, it's clear what a worst case scenario. And at some point, can the injury stop? Really? And I'll be honest, when he went down, it did not look good. No, it didn't. Now, he apparently was able to walk off kind of on his own. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if Tibbs was just short tonight because he was just short tonight. But the, the post game that they showed on MSG, it felt like it was 90 seconds. And, and part of me is worried that maybe they're really concerned uh, about Jalen Brunson. I think it was Brunson. I think it was Hart, mm-hmm. who also came up limping on the play. Uh-huh. And I think it was just the fourth quarter. 
that they just let them back into the game. Now, we know everybody's making runs, but Gordon, they were hitting threes, like wide open threes. So I think, you know him, so he was just frustrated. I'll say this. Whoever is healthy, he's going to be working tomorrow up in, Perch, up, up, up in Westchester. Yeah. <laughs> going to be a lot of court stuff tomorrow. It, it just feels like a, it's like one of those horror movies where it's a large cast of people and then yes. the cast just keeps dwindling down, Larry. I know. I know. I'm like, Jericho Sims is not playing? How can <laughs> right. he be We lost Sims already? What is what is going on? Like, how is he? And it was a no. He wasn't feeling well. Now, is that yeah. Joe Leo's fault? Can you confirm or deny that Joe Leo is the reason why Jericho mm. Sims came down with a cold? No, I don't. No, that's not a Joe Leo thing either. Joe, Joe Leo Joe Leo's not feeling well for another reason. For somebody who came back oh, to Brooklyn what a, tonight. What so, a, what so, a joke of a fan base that thing is. Ugh. You know, so that's why he's not feeling well. So no, 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 no. He had, no, it's not because of him, not because of him that Jericho Sims was out. I don't know how Jericho Sims even had time to get ill. I mean, he just said, no, how's that happen? He doesn't even have time to play. How's he get cold? How's he get a cold? Yeah, well, oh, I mean. I'm just like, what is going on here? As if the Nick fan did not already have enough reasons to be looking at social media oh, leading man. up until the trade deadline. Now you are just going to be checking constantly with that 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 pit in your stomach. Yes. Just wondering how long, because I can't imagine they play what Thursday night. Yes, uh, I would be very surprised if he's back in there. Jalen Brunson on Thursday night. I agree. I agree. And if and, and so it's funny that you say that about social media, Gordon. So on X, I'm looking. I said, "Oh, the Knicks posted something. Oh, let me see what that is." And they post a picture of a Julius Randle sitting on the bench. I'm like, you know, listen, that's great. I don't care about Julius Randle sitting on the bench right now. <laughs> no. That's not what I'm interested in. And and of course, because it's the Knicks, Gordon, we may not we may not know till game time on Thursday what's wrong with Jalen Brunson and if he'll play. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure that they will go through a battery test, uh, like Santa Claus making their list and checking it twice, right? Absolutely. You gotta make sure that this guy's all right. So hopefully it you know, sometimes guys go down and it's a lot. It looks really bad at the time, but they mm-hmm. bounce back and they're okay sh- quickly. And yep. we've seen in the year and a half that Brunson's been here, the dude can take a beating and come back from it and all that type yep. of stuff. But it's just the way things are going right now with the Knicks. They can't. They can't keep losing players. No, they can't. And and fill the team. I mean, right. they're going to look like Memphis soon. Mm-hmm. Where you don't know who anybody is. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy, you know. We're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna be in a situation where we're going to be comparing uh, Obi Toppin with his brother's uh, scoring time on the floor. If this continues, we're gonna see the other Toppin play. It, it seems like uh, all I would say is that uh, Dante v- Divincenzo put him in some bubble wrap because yes. uh, I mean he's the, he's like the last survivor at this point. That's right, no question about that. Here's some Nick notes, Gordon, and and really. You know, we normally do our top stories. For me, this is the top story. What's going yeah. on with Jalen Brunson? And, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about Saquon Barkley because our Jordan Renan had some interesting things to report. But here's the good news. Knicks win. Knicks win. They've now won 10 of their last 11. They're 16-3, and three, which is an 842 winning percentage. 16-3 uh, and three since January 1st, second best in the NBA behind the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are 14-2. and two. Knicks 22nd double-digit win of the season. That ties the Celtics for the most. Eighth win without trailing this season. That's also tied with the Celtics. Their most wins without trailing in the season since 
1998-99, also eight games. And you remember what happened that year, Gordon? Yes, of course. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going right? to say it. Just let's... Let's keep moving on. Jalen right. Brunson, 27 points, season high, six straight games, scoring 25 points or more. Left the game, as you know, with 531 with an ankle injury. Dante DiVincenzo, as Gordon mentioned, 32 points, 12 of 18 shooting, his third 30-point game since December 30th. Had no 30-point games in his first five. Get this, Gordon. Had no 30-point games in his first five seasons combined. Yeah, <laughs> None. Look at that, right? None. And uh, for the tag team of Brunson and DiVincenzo, five straight games, scoring 20 points each. First time since starters have been tracked in the 1970-71 season that Knicks starting guards have scored 20-plus points in five straight games together. That's interesting because early in that time frame, Gordon, you had Walt Frazier and Oda Pearl Monroe. So you would think that at some point in time, both of them scored 20 in a game. But uh, that was not the case. So... A lot of positives for the Knicks. They found a way to win. They held on. Can you imagine how bad a loss that would have been if they gave up that lead following the Lakers' loss in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter? Oh, here we go in the fourth quarter. And then, Gordon, you have to look back and you say, and and look, we know that Tibbs plays folks too much. We hear it. We know people go say, well, what's he doing in the game? He was in the game, Gordon, because it was a 10-point game. Yeah, it was still a game. Um, yeah, you know, seven minutes to go. That's not. That's not. That was not garbage time. That's not a, a minute and a half to play up by twenty. That was. That was still a game. Uh, yeah. And and the Grizzlies showed you that it was still a game. Yeah, they did. They and did. Ian Begley tweeted out a little while ago. Quote: For what it's worth, both Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart walked out of the locker room area at MSG without a noticeable limp. Okay. So maybe maybe <sighs> the uh, let let's. Let's expect the worst and hope for the best. Yes, absolutely. At least he didn't say we saw them both with, with a walking crutches. boot. <laughs> or, or, yeah, crutches or a walking boot. Exactly. None of that. None of that. That's that's the good thing we saw. That's the good thing. Uh, so now, you know, we just hope that everything, um, you know, goes well for this team. Once again, though, Gordon, uh, 40 minutes, precious Sachua. You know, not the rebounding totals that you like, but the 17 points. For him, only had five rebounds. You'd like to have a little bit more from him. Hartenstein uh, with eight rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Josh Hart had 10. He's had a double. This guy with the double doubles and the rebounding. Gordon, he is a, for his size, he is a really, really potent offensive uh, rebounder, offensive and defensive. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> strap up. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to need you. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few times they did not out-rebound their opponent. Uh, they both had 36 rebounds. So, you know, once again, you just hope for the best for, uh, you know, this Nick team as far as Jalen Brunson is concerned. And, you know, if you have to, you know what you say, Gordon, if, if you have to rest him the next game, then you just have to rest him the next game because he's the, he's the guy that you, you know, you, you can't afford to not be without going down the stretch. Yeah, no question. Um, and it just shows you, even in a stretch, you know, 10 of 11 wins and third place in the East and this thing and that thing, it just shows you how quickly things can turn, man. It can turn in a hurry. So um, what they have, I think, one, two, they have five games, four games before the All-Star break. Uh-huh. So hopefully we will see Jalen Brunson. But uh, the, the break, sometimes when you've won 10 out of 11, the last thing you want is the all-star break. Not in this well, case. Yeah, not in this case. With the Knicks as banged up as they are, they they wish it could uh, we could fast forward to uh, February 15th. Yeah, they wish it was all-star weekend this weekend. Right. Although, and, and you know, gosh, you, 
And here's the, now here's the thing that's that we're going to have the discussions about Gordon. Do you want Jalen Brunson to play in the All Star? Wow. First All Star game, right? right? His mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. Do you want him to play in that All Star game if I, the ankle is, you know? Well, look, it's a it's a wonderful, incredible honor, but. The, the I hear Gordon say no. Yeah, the Knicks and, and Jalen Brunson have bigger bigger fish to fry here uh, down the stretch of the season, and they need him uh, to be ready to go for that second half uh, and uh, 100% healthy because he is he's the number one, right? I mean, uh-huh. we've had all these conversations. Oh, he's not a he's not a one. He's not a one A. He's not a one with this. He's the Knicks one, and yeah. uh, without uh, without the without him, the Knicks. There was zero. They they uh they they need him to be a hundred percent down the stretch of the season and, and into the postseason. So if it means that he gets the honor and is not able to play and needs to rest up, so be it. Yeah, no question about it. And of course, the Knicks' next opponent is the Dallas Mavericks, who were in the Barclays Center tonight. And uh, listen, when they can play together, Kyrie and Luca are a dangerous duel. They put points up. They scored 70 of of the uh, points that Dallas was able to put on the board tonight. And, you know, as you could, as you would expect, Kyrie Irving put on the show. And, you know, coming here to the Garden on Thursday, Kyrie Irving's going to want to put on the show. Yeah, well, look, when, he, when he's on the court, for all the conversation, all the time we have spent talking about Kyrie Irving, we never talk about his talent. We never talk about his ability. We never talk about uh, his his ability to impact the game. So uh-huh. uh, he's he's a great player when he's engaged and ready to go. The problem is he's just not engaged and ready to go most times, uh, either yeah. through injury or other things or taking time off. And um, I, I had to laugh that even, even a player as toxic as Kyrie Irving was, the mm-hmm. Nets felt the need for some reason to still, I know it wasn't a, a video tribute like they gave KD. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was just um, a, a picture on the screen with the two other guys that were traded away, mm-hmm. welcoming them back to the, to the guard, uh, to, to uh, Barclays rather. Mm-hmm. This is your, 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 Hey, welcome back. Yeah, right. Hey pal. Thank, hey, remember when you play, what, what are we doing? Yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah, and look, I was I was a little late to it because I thought it was going to be on. Yes, and then I had to find you know you have to find where it was. Oh, yeah. So I didn't see the the beginning of the game, but I was waiting for a real negative reaction for when Kyrie Irving got his hands on the ball. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Yeah. This guy, this guy set that organ. If you're a fan of that team, this guy almost single handedly. Set your organization back five years. What, yeah. When do the Nets have picks again? Yeah, really. I mean, it's five years, right? Yeah, I think so. What a disaster. Yeah. That's a, that's a weak move by a fan base. Yeah, you were. I mean, they've had, they've had players that were better, had better careers that they booed louder. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand how it's not it, – it, it, I feel like it should be like an epic – Everybody's in agreement that this guy helped destroy our organization. Yeah. Welcome back. It's like your your friend bars your car, crashes it into a tree, and went, "Hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> hey, what's good with you, pal? What? What are we doing?" Yeah. That was that was a surprise for me. It really was. It really was. And uh, and how about Luca Gordon? Eighteen rebounds for him tonight. Eighteen rebounds. With 35 wow. points. so mm-hmm. Nine assists, uh, too. Yeah, well, that's your guy. 
That's my so, guy. So, if I had yeah. if I had a pick, that would be my guy. So we all, you know, he he and the, the Dallas Traveling Roadshow comes into the garden and, you know, Alan Hahn said it today, Gordon. You said it last night. Uh, this OG Ananobi situation is getting kind of not good. It's really getting kind of dangerous right now. Yeah, because at first really it, it was like, oh, you know what? Actually, OG's also going to. This is the way it felt. I'm not saying the organization did this, mm -hmm. but it felt like. Oh, OG's going to miss a game. He, his, his elbow kind of flared up a little bit. Uh, it, mm -hmm. it's, it, you know, it's just a game. And they became two games. And they became three games. And now it just feels like there's no real definitive answer for when he's coming back. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, they're, they're, it's all great to have a man, next man up mentality, which the Knicks have done. Mm -hmm. But at some point that runs out. There's a reason why yeah. those guys are, are not the, the starting unit. Absolutely. Uh, you can only live like that for so long, and the Knicks have done an excellent job of 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 holding fort. But mm -hmm. at some point, you got to have guys come back. That's right. And, and also, it would help if you didn't also continue to lose guys. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Oh boy, Gordon! Did the Knicks need that Divincenzo three at that moment? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, it was, it was starting. It was beyond uh, anxious moments, right? Like you, you could. I think when it was like a nine-point game, you're like, "Whoa, mm -hmm. wait!" What? It almost kind of came out of nowhere. Wait a second, it's, all, yeah. it's down to nine. This is this is this is not about. Uh, this is not. Uh, this is an, an exhibition, Larry. This is not a fight. This is uh, an exhibition. He doesn't know it's an exhibition. Yeah, it was supposed to be about uh, Breen and, and Clyde tonight. Mm -hmm. It was about putting another win on the. And the win column, all that type of stuff, and then all of a sudden it became a game. And, and when it got down to nine, it felt a little anxious, and then it just kept dwindling. And when it got down to four, it was beyond anxious. And it, what made it beyond anxious, not only was it down to four, but there was no Brunson on the floor. Right, yes. So then Absolutely. you're like, oh, my God, now what's going to happen? Boy, mm -hmm. Gordon, the price just went up for the Knicks for any reserve guard that they're going to get for the draft. I mean, for the uh, free agency. The trade deadline. Trade yeah. deadline on, on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Just went up a little bit. Look at that. Just went up a little bit. Uncertainty about Brunson. Two uh, fourth quarter situations. Just went up a little bit. Well, they gotta they, they gotta get a, a quick resolution. To yes, find they do. Out just um, if he's gonna miss any time and and all that type of stuff. Yeah, because if you can find somebody that can spell him, that you feel good about, confident, and it's gonna take time to get them into into the speed and everything. Mm -hmm. But if you can find somebody like that, then you, you a there's less of a rush to bring him back, and b we can cut down on some of his minutes in the game, which would be nice. That would also be nice. That would be uh, would be like a half day for him if he only plays like 35 minutes, Larry. He'd be like a DH. <laughs> exactly. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Janice and Yonkers. Jan, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hi, fellas. Thank you for taking my call. Even though we won the game, it seems like we lost it. And I'll tell you why. I told you all back in December when I called in, their defense, the Knicks, that is, defense against a three-point shot of the opposing team is horrendous. I just can't believe that they <laughs> let a 28-point lead just dwindle down to four. And it's getting to the point where what's going to happen, you know, now that Brunson's out, What's going to happen when the playoffs start, okay, and we can't guard against a three-point shot? This is a problem. 
Well, thanks Jan, for taking my call. You Your got thoughts. it. You got it, Jan. Thanks for the phone call. Jan, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Tonight, I think Gordon was a rare situation mm-hmm. in that these guys have been putting up threes all night and not hitting them. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're standing there. You're like, oh, I'm, he's not going to hit that. And they did. <laughs> and then they got on a roll. And so, because, I mean, you know, I hear what you're saying, Jan, about tonight, but their defense has been better. I mean, they've trended upward, especially since OG has gotten here. I know OG hasn't been on the floor in it seems like a week or two. Mm-hmm. But still, defensively, they're okay. And this is just an anomaly with that situation. And and number two, Jan, hopefully everybody will be back by the playoffs. So let's let's just take it that easy is for a second. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we're getting a little carried away. It is. Uh, it was a game that you were blowing out the other team, and, and they started. And, and, and look, this is a great teaching lesson. I'm, this is something that I'm sure Tibbs is, is banging oh. the drum on all the time about you can't give the other team any – any flicker of hope or any little bit of confidence because then it can start to, to build and everybody makes a run in the NBA. But they hit a couple of shots and, and they just kept rolling. So uh-huh. um, those type of things happen. Luckily, they had a large enough lead to be able to withstand the three-part barrage that uh, Memphis was able to throw up there. But yep. um, I'm, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not doom and gloom. I'm not ready to, to be overly concerned about that. I'm not ready. And and the other thing is, Brunson, we don't know if he's out. Right. Could be back. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. The three-point defense, I'm not going to be. Brunson's status, That's if you, if you want to focus your doom and gloom, focus it on the right areas. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's the major concern right now. Major concern. And hopefully, you know, Gordon, it, it'll be okay. And, you know, he'll be right back out there on Thursday. That would be nice. But, you know, you have to be prepared just in case. But if he can't go, you would like to see maybe could OG come back? <laughs> could, could we see him for a game at least to know that mm-hmm. he still exists? Well, there was a, was there an update that he is he is getting better, he's healing, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still day to day, still day to day. Right, especially some of us more so than others with you. <laughs> got the moving furniture one day. You got yeah. uh, Joe Leo's cold the next day. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy being me. No. Oh, come on. Everybody everybody loves Larry. Come on. Please. But I will say this, Gordon. Uh, what's fascinating for me is coming up with, with this. Because what's fascinating for me is they had a, a positive outlook about Mitchell Robinson, who I heard about in like weeks. And they're like, you know, Tim said he's moving along. Better. He's gonna be, he could be on a basketball floor in March. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gordon, that puts him on track for possibly being back by the end of March, I would say. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you're hoping that at some point these guys are going to be rounding into form. And mm-hmm. and, and it's, not, it's not load management, but if guys need uh, an extra, you know, the winning streak and, and all the winning that you've done here has, has given you a little bit of a cushion. So if guys need an extra day to be mm-hmm. – because – when you get back in there, it's sink or swim with Tibbs. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to be. Yeah. Oh, we'll just play him fifteen minutes no, this game, no, and we'll no, work no. him up. No, you're you're ready no, to go. No. You're ready to go. There's there's no uh, there's no pitch count for Tibbs. No, not yet. no pitch count. Let's no. go. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, load management. I was reading an article in the New York Post today about uh, Buck Showalter. I don't know if you saw it, Gordon. <clears throat> and he did an interview, and he was talking about how. He hates load management, that mm-hmm. he, there was a player 
who had a, a triple and a couple of doubles or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And somebody came into his office and said, I think you should rest him the next day. <laughs> Was it Joe, Brian Cashman? <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Walter said, what, what should I tell him? Don't get hits? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll play you more often, but you have to be less productive. I mean, it, it's just the, the lunacy that we live with. Uh, it's just, it's like, boy, and hey, Gordon, is this something else that went on with what hurt that team last oh, year? You know, so, I'm sure bits and pieces are just mm-hmm. slowly. There's no listen. When people tell you the truth comes out eventually, I'm waiting to hear what else is going to come out from that team last year. So we already know that they didn't really do. They didn't really take things serious as a former player who told us throughout his run in the postseason that they really didn't work hard. They really didn't do things to prepare. Now we're hearing that show from Show Walter that you know, listen, I love analytics, I used it, but you know, as he as we've all said, Gordon, let's have a nice mixture of it. Let's have, of course, you know, right. give me the numbers. I need the numbers. That's great information. It's, give me the numbers, but I'm in the dugout. I got a feel for what the player's going through. I'm, I'm looking at him. He's a human being. He's not just a number. Mm-hmm. And so that's all we're asking for, and that's what all I've said. And so, you know, that's why. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Carlos Mendoza runs this team. Because I know he's coming from a heavy yeah, analytical well, background. If if the one guy is not going to do it in Buck, you know the next guy is going to. And and right. since with the, the person who's running the organization now uh-huh. is very much by the numbers. This is, you know, for the last couple of years, it felt like, the analytics to sit, that was the Yankee problem, right? That was the yeah. problem for the Yankee fan. Met fan didn't have to worry about that so much because uh, you had Buck Showalter as the manager. Now they mm-hmm. are going to be lockstep. Yeah. So all the, all the things that you've seen the Yankees do, arresting players here or this decision there, and you, you're going to get a lot of them now too. And that's going to be interesting because Lindor has been a guy that doesn't want to come out of the lineup. He's kind of – if from attitude, not talent. I always have to feel like I have to make a you know an asterisk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way Jeter was. Never want to mm-hmm. come out of line. All you hear the managers, oh, we tried to get my. I don't want to take it there off. I want. I want to go in there. I want to be in there. I want to be in there. And that's the way Lindor was. He didn't want to come out and and show up to say, You got to take a break. No, I want to be in there. It's going to be interesting to see how this is handled this year because, um, you know, his production was was very good. He had a good. He had a really really good year. Uh, are you going to now? Put him on a pitch count, so to speak. Are you going to put him in a uh, load management situation? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that and, and how the, the Mets handle it. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he handles this year. Uh-huh. Because he's here for the long haul. He's getting paid, which that's all well and good. But I would think a guy with his resume, he wants to win. He will not want yeah. to throw away a year. Uh-huh. This is not what he thought he was signing up for, that's for sure. No. It's not what he I left, thought he he left Cleveland either. to get paid, but he also thought that it was not just going to be him getting paid. You were going to have a more competitive team on a year-in, year-out basis. Uh-huh. It is, it's really amazing how you have 101 wins, mm-hmm. and then you have a mediocre year, and it just changes how you look. It changes your whole operation, Gordon. You put your money back in your pocket. Uh, you're going the the uh, small town baseball club route in a sense. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to pay a bunch of people. You're trying to make, you know, small additions here and tweaks here and whatnot. 
and you've got a big time, your, your homegrown guy is going into free agency. And you need to make some decisions about what you're going to do with him. And this is, you mentioned the big year for, you know, uh, uh, for Lindor. This is, Lindor, this is an even bigger year for Alonzo. Oh, no question. No question. I, I mean, you're going to load feels- manage him? Uh, I, I, to me, as an outsider, and again, I'm not a Met fan, so, but to me it seems like the writing's on the wall. He oh. is not going to be back here. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe at the, the, when they get through this year and they, they get cleared some of the money that they're still paying for guys that aren't on the team, they'll feel like they can go out and break the bank again for a, for a homegrown guy who's the face of the organization. They already had talks last year. Doesn't matter how far those talks went, if it was really, really close. The fact that they were even entertaining the, the talks tells uh-huh. you that he might not be in their long term plans. The agent has told you we're open. Nothing has happened in that front. And, and just the type of player, I, I don't see that that's the type of player an analytically driven organization is going to be looking to sign to a, an eight, nine, 10 year contract, which is yeah. what Alonzo with, with Scott Boris as an agent is going to be looking for. Yeah. You're right. 